Welcome to another episode of 30 Minutes with DailyStraits.com. In this episode, we break away from our usual entrepreneurial chit-chat and speak to an MD of EcoStore New Zealand, Pablo Kraus. EcoStore is a leading environmental and sustainable brand in New Zealand that focuses on home, body and baby products. In 1993, Mel- Malcolm and Melanie Rand started an EcoStore in a small New Zealand eco village as they were on a mission to help families care for their homes, their health and the world. Wanting to support this mission, the Kraus family initially became involved with the business in 2003. Before completing and ownership transfer in 2015. Fast forward to today, the company is now held by Pablo, who was born in Germany and raised in Auckland. Pablo initially worked as an interactive developer for five years in Vancouver, Canada, before joining his family business PK Group in 2014 and eventually taking over the reins of the company from there on. So today we are fortunate to be able to speak to Pablo about his about the ins and outs of managing a successful uh, business such as his. Without further ado, let's welcome Pablo to the show. Hi Pablo, thank you for joining us today. Hi, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show today. Um, looking forward to speaking with you and going through some of the questions you might have. Yes, thank you. Let's dive right straight into the question. So, um, it, yours is a family helm business. Your father uh, migrated from Germany to uh, Auckland. And the story was that he was um, he went to the shop and then he came out and he saw Echo Village and said, hang on, this is something that I wanted to do uh, forever. And, and he went in and the next thing you know, you guys are owners of that store so um and then at that time you were still in, you were in vancouver you're working and you know you're pretty much on your own so your father approached you and wanted you to start be a part of the business so um what was your initial reaction to that uh, look well i was always really interested in what was happening at eco store so i remember you know every phone conversation or conversation that i had with um, my father was you know how's eco store going what's happening you know how's it growing um, what's happening there. So when um, I moved back to New Zealand and I had a bit of time here, and he he reached out and asked, you know, do you want to come and work in the family business? You know, it was it was kind of quite exciting for me. So, you know, it was at a point in my career where I wanted to try something new and I wanted to learn about business and, um, you know, really took, took that on board and took it um, with gusto to, you know, become a director initially as a, co- as a company and uh, learn from some great people. Okay, great. So as a former creative, because you were an interactive developer, so what was the first thing you did to learn about running a business? Um, as I mentioned, I was really lucky to have some some great mentors and work with some great people that were already within the business. So I took some time to you know learn and absorb. Um, I went through all parts of the business from going out to the manufacturing facility to the warehouse. Um, and just learned and absorbed a lot, I guess, over those first few years. And um, I was also very worked very closely on a lot of the, the hiring process um, for a lot of our employees and staff. So um, uh, something that I was you know, always very passionate about was obviously the creative side. And I sort of took pretty naturally to, you know, a new product development process and understanding, you know, what works for our consumers. Um, which was really, I guess, you know, quite exciting for me to be learning a whole bunch, but also be able to apply a lot of my creative skills to the business as well. 
Okay, did you find reading balance sheets or anything to do with profit and losses a challenge? This is because, you know, I, I, I just took a look at you and I looked at your, your previous uh, qualification. didn't say that you had a business degree, but because you grew up in a business, a family of uh, doing business, maybe it was different for you. How, how did you approach that? Yeah, I think, you know, once I threw myself into the business, um, I actually started to do many short courses on finance, um, finance, financials, how to read the balance sheet. I also, you know, basically did my real, real world MBA um, and learning with the mentors that I had around me and working with the managers that we had to be able to identify and look at, you know, different challenges within the balance sheet and find out, you know, be able to delve deeper into why things happen and why things aren't happening. Um, so, I, I, you know, the combination of learning um, through short courses as well as on the job um, was hugely beneficial, particularly because I was able to put those into practice while I was already working there. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, so uh, we were speaking earlier on and you did say that you had other siblings, but at the moment you're the only one who's in the business. So, um you're, uh, so I'm actually from Asia, and in Asia, when they do family business like this, they actually um, give a very rigorous process for the next of kin because they want to make sure that you really can do the job before they give you the work. So in your case, you eased into the MD position after several years being in the business as a director. Was it an easy trans transition for you? Did your part, your, I mean, basically, did your father put you through many loops and tasks before he actually gave you the post or you, were you up against other qualified people, but then you emerged uh, in the end as the best candidate? Yeah, look, we, when, when I originally started working in the family business, I guess I didn't necessarily have the intention to be running EcoStore. So um, I, as I was in the business for a few years, you know, it came to a point where we actually started to take uh, we bought out that last ownership of the shares in the company and there was a transition and change in leadership. And um, at the time, I, like I said, I was very much involved with a lot of our marketing decisions, manufacturing decisions, uh, our hiring decisions. So um, I was very much, I guess, groomed very well into the position. And at the time, you know, I was a little bit nervous, of course, to take on the challenges being the um, CEO. However, um, I was also very excited and I knew that more than anyone, I probably knew the business better than anybody else, given I, my experience and also have the, having the close relationship um, as being a family business. We're able to move um, very nimbly and be able to act and, um, I guess, act with what the shareholders want to do. Awesome. Great. So, okay, so let's go to the business. This, this is all about you just now. Um, <laughs> would you say that you faced any challenges in running the business during COVID? Um. It was definitely a challenge, but I guess I'm very grateful for the team that we had. You know, we very quickly adapted to working from home. You know, pretty much overnight, we um, we managed to have our shift workers and um, in manufacturing and in our warehousing to continue work while we're at lockdown at home. Um, you know, having to work through the challenges of getting PPE and all of that. Um, you know, were challenges. However, we. We had some of our biggest sales months ever over that time as well. And that was due to massive demand of, you know, people lining up at supermarkets, um, cleaning and 
buying their products because they're sort of nervous about what's come, what's to come. And I guess really proud of how the company and the team were able to pull together to be able to deliver on those. So the challenge was there, but because of um, the team and how we are, we're able to accept the challenge and move through, you know, quite well. You know, we have had some supply chain issues where we have had different components. Um, for for example, our spray cleaners, we had to use a slightly different spray cleaner to put onto them because we couldn't get, get them and you know, we just communicated that really well with customers. We had stickers on packs saying, you know, unfortunately, as a result, we've had to do this. So, yeah, a few challenges, but uh, grateful that we've been able to make it through. Awesome. So the business is actually products, right? A whole range of um, baby products, home home care, and also bo- um, like body uh, wash and stuff like that, right? So these yeah. three components. And is it all 100% made um, in New Zealand or do you outsource uh, like maybe some of the part, like the packaging? Yeah, so we have have home body baby products so we um, do 95% of our own manufacturing and we're in a facility here in Pakaringa here in New Zealand um, you know, we because of who we are and what we do, you know, we we set out to make products that are safer for you and safer for your family. So we actually hold ourselves to an incredibly high standard because our products, A, need to be good for you and your family, but also they need to be good for the environment. But also what I think often people forget is that products actually need to work, otherwise people aren't going to buy them. So we've got... Um, you know, we, we take great pride in our manufacturing facility. Um, it's an ISO 9001. It's one of the, you know, the most eco factories in the um, Southern Hemisphere. And we're, you know, incredibly proud to be able to manufacture out of it. Okay, so what was the um, hiccups? Like, what was it um, when you said something about them not coming uh, home? You had to put the stickers on the pack. What was that uh, for? Yeah, so for example, we had, uh, um, you know, we have a multi-purpose spray cleaner um, and we couldn't get the spray, the, oh, what's okay. called the component, the component. Um, we couldn't mm-hmm. we couldn't source that because the supply chain had slowed right down. So what we did is we had a, a different one, which didn't look as nice. But what we did is we communicated that with a sticker on pack. Hey, this is only temporary. Um, this is happening as a result of having some supply chain issues and we're able to communicate that well. Um, no yeah. worries. So, so only 5% is um, from overseas, right? 5% of the yeah. business, uh, mainly from where, China? Uh, no, actually, um, between we're actually just changing suppliers, going from uh, Denmark to Italy, and we're changing to, these are our um, dish tablets because they manufacture the best of the dish tablets in the, in the world. Oh, okay, great. And All then right, we have well, also um, have, um, and and then we also use local supply here to do our toothpaste um, in our Oracare branch and awesome, local manufacturer. Awesome. So, what is happening this year? Because um, I was just wondering, um, there was an interview you did in twenty seventeen, I think, with staff. And you wanted to sit alongside with Unilever one day. So I just wanted to, and Unilever um, is like another major product. Like they have the whole range of shampoos and stuff like that. Um, and what is the progress on that? So in, in New Zealand itself, right, what is your market share? So in New Zealand, um, it's very different to a lot of the other countries. You know, if you walk down the whole supermarket here, the environmental space actually gets um, a third or if not a half half the amount of aisle space compared to um, other countries. For example, in Australia, there might be a few different products there. So in New Zealand, um, you know, we're kind of ahead of where, where everyone else is. And when we look at where we want to be against the Unilevers, you know, in New Zealand, we are certainly winning that game in terms of um, having the best products that are safer for you and your family, as well as taking up, you know, the most shelf space here in New Zealand. You know, it's 
the next steps is how do we start to take that on take on the world? How do we make sure that we are formally recognized around the world when they think of products that are better for the environment that they start to think of EcoStore? Right. So uh, what is the market share? So what's your um, reach in New Zealand? So in New Zealand, we have something like 80% unprompted awareness. Um, so that means that one in eight and 10 people, if you walked up to them on the side of the road and asked them about, they'd heard of any eco products, eco store is one of the one brands that would pop to top of mind. Awesome. And where, where are you at in the moment? So uh, in how many countries do your products, uh, are your products available? So we're in, I think it's 11 or 12 countries um, with New Zealand, Australia being our largest markets. Then China is not far behind there. And then Japan, then we're across Hong Kong, Singapore, Taiwan, Thailand, um, and Taiwan. Yeah, a number of uh, predominantly Asia-Pacific. So um, this year, right, um, any expansion plans for the year, new offerings, or are you going to just stick with what you have and expand your reach? Look, a lot of the innovation, you know, when EcoStore was founded, it was it was founded about creating products that were better for your health and the environment. Um, you know, a lot of the new innovation now is how do we um, actually make, how do we look after the packaging? How do we how do we ensure that the packaging that our beautiful products are in um, are not having an impact on the environment? You know, a number of years ago, we set out and we found a, a plastic that was made from sugarcane and we used that to put up into our bottle. So that actually captures carbon from the atmosphere as opposed to um, a regular petrochemical plastic. So the innovation this year is around, you know, how can we actually make products that don't require plastic or how can we actually close the loop on that and actually start to look after our own waste um, which is sort of the next level so you are uh, the same products is only the packaging that you want to change to make it more eco-friendly right uh yes i mean so it's interesting what like i said we went to an into a new category in terms of hair care bars so hair care bars um you know instead of having your regular shampoo and conditioner actually goes into a bar format so it's a different product in a different format but it's it's the same sort of thing um you know, we've got over, I think, close to 100 refill stations around the country now. And that's like an old innovation, which is becoming popular, where people are able to come back and refill their bottles um, and reuse them again and again. You said you had a hair of, into bars, and that's the new offering that you have. Um, how many products do you have in total? I think we have a close to 150 different SKUs, which is different sizes and fragrances of a number of different products. We're across 10 or 11 different categories. Awesome. And that's enough for now. There's no more new offerings. Like, I don't know, you want to go into something else? Not at the moment, but keep, we're always keeping an eye on um, new categories. We have we have like a, a two-year innovation pipeline plan. So um, new products are coming out all the time. And we, um, we always look out to the market to see what's coming and what's changing. Okay, great. Um, all right. Um, there are some questions that I wanted to ask you um, about uh, before we go to the fact that I wanted to ask you if the, uh, there's plans to make it listed in the stock market. I wanted to ask you about your management style. So this is a business, a family business that's very dear to your heart because it was started by your father. And then, you know, it, had, it has a lot of um, family uh, thing it, um, alongside it. So how do you run it? Do you run it professionally? or do you run it is your company like a family thing like is everyone who, who works there are they all um, is it a family like kind of a atmosphere or you, um, do you, you do you aim to run it in a very professional way what is your management style basically so when you come into the office daily right how do you run the company like how what do you do the first thing in the morning um, yeah so I like to schedule my week um, so I have one, one day where I try to meet everybody and then I have different management meetings whether it's a sales meeting or um, a marketing meeting um, with the different teams 
teams as well once a week. Um, I like to, uh, the style that I've got is that, you know, the, the culture that we have is very much a family business, but we're a very much professional business with goals and ambitions to take over, take on the world. So um, my, my style is probably more around empowerment and having people that are um, really great at what they do and help with my help to guide um, where we go in the next in the future I guess so are you grooming any of your siblings or um, maybe your children um, to take over the business one day is it always going to be a family business or do you have aspirations to put it on the market and become like Unilever because they are listed mm, um, that is a big question so we have had I've had my brother come and work work with me and work for me for a while uh, my younger brother but now he's um, he's actually been stuck overseas um, and he is working some working in Europe so um, he's not here at the moment and my other siblings are probably far too young um, to start in the business yet but they you know they're very much um, or in my children as well you know they're, they're currently they're six and eight at school at the moment and my daughter's now the environmental monitor at school so she's taking you know some of those things that she's learned from her dad hopefully and applying that to her school and um, her peers there awesome so any aspirations to go to the market one day or is this going to be 100% like you know a family run business it's hard to say we're very much a family business but um, I think that you never know one day there might be the opportunity for um us to, to continue and, and actually have a guardian for the business um, long term is by opening it up and having more people involved in it. So there's no there's no hurry to, to change that right now, but um, got to keep an open mind. So who is your competitor in New Zealand besides um, the the guys from overseas? Like, do you have a direct competitor? Yeah, I think um, more and more there are competitors that are popping up here in New Zealand. Um, we often like to compare ourselves to the mainstream players because right now for you to be able to operate in business, you know, the, the green space is becoming the main space. And if you're not, um, whether you're a Unilever or Procter & Gamble and you're not um, changing the way you do business or how you um, how you treat your employees to, you know, what your sustainability guidelines and practice are then you know you're really going to start to get left behind okay great so is your father still involved in the day-to-day businesses or are you the only one that's running it um so he's not involved in the day-to-day but he's very much still a director and we still have our our meetings um, once a month or sometimes every two months and um, he helps with the guiding and direction of where we're going okay so it's just that i did a bit of research uh, on your family it says that um, it came out as the family is very well off. So, um, and then you bought this business. I was just wondering, do you have any other businesses that you're running in Auckland? Or is this just the one? Yes, we do. So we've got another business called Chantal Organic. Um, and Chantal Organics is an organic wholesale business. We also, we sell everything from produce, um, organic produce, to organic canned tomatoes. We, we manufacture our own muesli, organic mueslis and peanut butter. Um, and it's all really consuming food that you consume. So very much um, products that are good for your health and good for the environment as well, organic product. Yeah, uh, we've also got uh, five five retail stores, which are Huckleberry Organic. And that's where we, they're organic stores, like organic grocery stores throughout, uh, mostly in Auckland. But then we have a couple um, around the country as well. Awesome. So why did your father move from Germany to uh New Zealand back in the day did he tell you why because um, you have a Spanish name and that's because your father stayed there for a bit and mm. um, I just wondered you know it was very early on when he moved to, to New Zealand uh, many years ago now a lot of people are interested in New Zealand because of the you know the panoramic views and stuff like that but what was his decision back then why, why did he mm. move so I think you know he was successful in his own right with his own business at the time he had a, an air conditioning um, in engineering business that he grew and then he had um, younger kids and he was looking I guess for a better life and 
came across New Zealand and sold up the business there. And, um, you know, the, the children were at a young enough age that they were still able to migrate, move. So it was really about lifestyle choice and finding, you know, you know, discovering how beautiful New Zealand was, which was what brought them down here. And um, Great. So any aspirations to be the next LD? Because LD is German and they're privately held. And uh, do you have that kind yeah. of uh, goal? That's it's definitely a company that my father often references as LD and, you know, how amazing they are and what a good job they're doing. So um, we would love to be the next LD. So how do you talk to your dad, in German or in English? Uh, mostly in English, but then occasionally we have German conversations. And um, I'm very lucky that when I was younger, my, my parents both spoke German to me, even though, and I would answer back in English, but now it's still stuck with me all the way through. That's great. So um, this year, for the next couple of months, is there any new things, that's, exciting things that's going to take uh, over EcoStore? Like, you know, anything um, earth-shattering? Earth-shattering. Um, we have so in the last couple of months we have launched uh, what we call new refill so refill um, cleaners so highly concentrated cleaners instead of having to buy the whole packaging you can buy cleaners that are just small and you buy that and fill up your bottle with water and then you've got the cleaners again um, we're also launching our new toothpaste which is a toothpaste with fluoride um, which doesn't have any of the nasties but it's got fluoride to help you with protection as well so yeah that's kind of the next month or two that's coming up awesome so finally what is your best selling product and why our best-selling product, um, there's a number of them, but I could say that, you know, we're very strong with our dish liquid and I think our dish liquid is very strong because people are looking for something that really works. Um, and also, they quite like the, the way that our product looks. It often can be sitting on the bench at home and they're very proud and happy with it. So it, it sells really well across all of our markets. Okay, great. And that is all the time that we have for today. We have just been speaking to Pablo Kraus, the Managing Director of EcoStore New Zealand. Thank you, Pablo, for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. The pleasure is all ours. Be sure to join us next week where we interview another awesome individual from across the Tasman. Thank you very much. Thank you.